This is Annalise Seaborn. I am a certified life coach and you are listening to Wake Your Dream. Uh, It's a podcast about growth and how the ways that we think and act are what create our life. And I am joined as always by my husband, Alan, um, who is my producer, my thought facilitator, concept facilitator, (laughs) I call him. Um, But yeah, thanks for Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on. Oh, my bad. I thought I, you said thanks for listening. And so I was like, okay, talking to someone else. And then you were looking at me when you said thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to cut that part. But I'm listening to No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> no, um, we really are. So yeah, I'm, I'm here hanging out. I'm like, I view it as like whatever a step below co-host would be because I'm like, partial interviewer that's kind of how I see my role here just kind of asking questions that keep you uh ready to talk about kind of the next thing right yeah so but I think we're basing it too on like kind of our partnership to here and we like to share ideas together and um just like the ways that we think help each other think about these things and uh it's just it's interesting because we're very different people but we both have skill sets that are thoughtful and that are like people helping um and that's just been really cool to share together could you say a little bit about what you do and what you have done um sure yeah because I you know we realize I've been saying I'm here producing the podcast um but I mean, that is the role I'm filling now, but I was like, it kind of feels like I'm just some random guy that's here <laughs> doing stuff. Um, so what I, what I do is I'm a writer. Um, I have spent some time, I think about a decade before doing the writing stuff. Um, I was serving in a pastoral role, but not at one specific church. I would speak at different places and then um, for a couple years before that decade, I was on staff at a church. And so that's kind of my background. Uh, so I've done a lot of the speaking and being, you know, up in front of people talking. But I actually find the more behind the scenes, the writing and, you know, kind of what I'm doing here. Like, you, this is your the focus is on what you're doing and presenting mm-hmm. and I can kind of be complimentary to that. Um, that role fits me a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. I get to write and send stuff out into the world and yeah, people take it however they take it, but I'm not there to see if they hate it. They're not, <laughs> I'm not there to be argued with if they wish it was different, you know? I don't know. It's kind of nice. No, yeah. I I love what you bring. And your way of thinking is very different than um, I think genuinely like anybody I've met. And it really, it really gets me to think differently about what I learn about. We both like to read. We both like to learn. Um, and I just love what you add. So, yeah. So yeah, definitely wanted to hear more from you. So, yeah. Here we are praising ourselves. Oh, but it's, but it's know. you know, partly to kind of let anyone listening know. Yeah. So you know a little bit of who you're listening to, yeah. you know, between the two of us, you have a little more of a sense, um, kind of of the people, you know, you'll get that sense over the course of listening to conversation after conversation, 
Yeah. Assuming you somehow get obsessed with this podcast <laughs> or something. But anyway, Binge you that. Know, now you know a little more about us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just really matters, um, I think, to me, too, that this is just coming to you in a more natural way, like a really normal way, because I think I think we need help that feels really relatable. Like, I know I look for that. I think you look for that, too, Alan. And um, I I want to share that with you guys, too, whoever's listening. So, yeah, I get excited about that. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. So today's topic is um, it's do you agree with your thought or your feeling? Um, And that's that's a pretty interesting concept. It's a fairly new concept to me. Um, I call this thought work. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's called, quote unquote, but like that's what I call it for my own like personal practices. But it's really just about being conscious that like you can think about what you think about, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think for a lot of my adulthood and obviously before that, too, I don't know that I had the awareness that my thoughts are a lot of them are just kind of automatic and I can pick and choose what I act on. I never knew that. I didn't know I was picking and choosing. I would feel like a pressure or, you know, like that kind of thing. And then I would just like act or react. I would make a lot of my decisions based on trying to avoid discomfort, I guess, probably. Sure. I realize. So and yeah, then, it's an interesting yeah, you topic. Felt, this, this is really thought work. I've heard that, I don't know if we call it one word or two words, but I've heard you say that term a lot over the past probably three-ish, four maybe years. Yeah. Because it's really something that you have been personally working through and that you've been sharing with a, a lot of your clients, with a lot of your friends and family and different stuff like that, because it really has been a big shift in the way that you have viewed what it is to think and feel. Yeah. Because you've, you've started to say, okay, yes, that's what I think. Yes, that's what I feel. Now I get to stop and say, do I, do I agree that this is the direction I want to be going? Right. Do I agree that this is the helpful thing to focus on right now? Exactly. And I might I might be stepping on something you're going to be saying next, but um you know, that's been my experience of watching thought work with how you've been applying it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been honestly truly wild, right? Cuz like like I said, I I was used to kind of going with the flow, doing what felt maybe like the most efficient even work-wise, right? Like um I've had like a lot of different work experience before I started my coaching business and, um, a lot like retail. I mean, I started clothing retail and then I did Starbucks and then I did a lot of different jobs, like fat uh, admin at a fashion school. Um, I worked on America's got talent as like a production assistant, low, low, low. Right. And then like went to Chicago, still worked at Starbucks, like worked at these different places. And I, I was only like just beginning like my awareness of what I really cared about underneath some of those Mm. jobs. Like some of those jobs I really excelled at and I was just starting to get conscious. And this is like my mid twenties, I want to say of like, what's the me part of 
why I'm enjoying this work or what makes me effective at this work or what makes people seek me out, you know, like, and it was always about people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting, right? So then, yeah, like rewind to four years ago when I was really like taking my personal growth to kind of a deeper level. Um, something that the Enneagram, uh, that's a personality tool that I predominantly use for like my personal growth, but I also use it with my clients a lot for this reason too, is um, it gave me a lot of insight to my behavior kind of patterns, but it also gave me a lot of insight into the underneath, like the motivations for why I tended to behave the way that I did. And that like changed my, it, it changed my understanding of what I even knew I was capable of. It yeah. was it was truly wild. So yeah. it like showed me I had a choice. It was crazy. That is. And I want to just interject yeah. for a second because you mentioned the Enneagram and because you talk about how you work with clients with it and how much it helped you see about yourself. Yeah. I just wondered if you can give I don't know if it's possible to do this, but like a 30 second quick overview of what it really helped you see about yourself. And then like when you talk about that motivation behind yeah. the the drive or the action or the impulse, yeah. you know, I, again, I think I'm asking a lot to say 30 seconds because I <laughs> think try. I probably took 30 seconds to ask this question. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll try for that. I think what it really showed me is um, a lot of my behavior style of just being really kind of driven, like having a bunch of irons in the fire. Um, I, I kind of can get caught up with performance. I can get caught up with like accomplishments and getting things done. And what the Enneagram showed me was like under the surface, I'm doing that so that people notice me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that so that I notice me. I'm doing that to prove my value and or prove that I'm valuable. Sure. And I had no idea about that underneath. Like I'm always wondering if I'm valuable enough. And I just, that kind of blew the lid off of like, wow. Like I felt this weird. <laughs> I had never looked at myself that way before. Like, um, I don't know if you guys have heard about like the, the being part of you versus the doing part of you. But that's what the Enneagram really helped me to like stop and look at in myself is the being part of me underneath my doing. Sure. So the, the deeper motivation, but also kind of the, the deeper purpose that you felt or something like that, you know? Yeah. I would say like both purpose and also like my actual need as a person Mm. that I needed to see myself as valuable and start pouring into that part of me yeah. because I was constantly trying to prove something that actually when I looked at it, talking about our topic today, I didn't, I did, I would say like my beliefs, I didn't agree with that thought that I'm not valuable, Yeah. but I could tell that every, all of my actions, or at least a lot of them, maybe like genuinely like 70% of my actions were being fueled out of a space of I'm not valuable. And that's where or the spiritual part let me really prove to someone why yes. I am valuable. Yes. Right. Me yeah. doing okay. this proves that I am valuable. Yeah. So I have to keep doing yeah. is, is really okay. what, and that was like the, f- the structure of my life externally. 
I mean, it was it was wild when it like I'm saying, like when the cover kind of got blown off um, with this awareness that the Enneagram gave me about that. Um, And that was kind of when that thought work was really something that came on your radar. Yeah. And, you know, what is that? Like if someone's hearing that concept for the first time, yeah. I know you described what the concept is, Yeah, but tiny what bit. is something like that? Like when you notice, okay, I'm, I'm questioning whether I'm valuable yeah. or I'm doing things to prove to myself and to other people that I'm valuable. Yeah. What does it look like to practice thought work with those kind of thoughts? Yeah. Well, for me, it's been a little bit of a combo of things of, realizing our brains are wired for us to need to interact with them, not just they're meant to be like sort of set on autopilot. So I need to step in and manage my thoughts if I'm going to be thinking better thoughts, because kind of like we talked about actually in the previous episode, um, when our brains are just offering us thoughts, which they offer us thoughts a lot. I actually just noticed this fact from, um, I think it's the University of South South Cal or the University of Southern California. Southern California. There you go. I was like South Carolina. No, that's not right. Um, yeah, it was like we think something like forty-eight thoughts per minute, and I don't want that to be like truly overwhelming. But we need to recognize like we're thinking thoughts all the time, and those thoughts are coloring the way we see ourselves. And so I just had no idea that I'm thinking a bunch of thoughts. I thought I was just going from feelings and from, I just genuinely want to be productive. I genuinely like want to be accomplishing things so that I can say, I did this, look, like I'm worth it. I'm valuable. And yeah, so seeing that that was going on underneath me really, and and I'm going to say here too, like on a spiritual level, I was just like really aware that I hadn't looked looked at myself like I was a person in the, in my life. And I felt like, I felt like God was like wanting me to just pause in that moment of awareness and just be like, I'm, I'm made to matter in my life. And I believe everybody listening is made to matter in their life. Every person is made to matter. And our thoughts sometimes don't, they don't reflect that unless we change them. Yeah. And so like what I'm hearing is it felt like for you to to step in like that was was almost in a way you realizing wait I have a lot more say in what happens in my head than I ever noticed before yes it was truly wacky because brain science too what I was learning about that is you don't have to just take a thought because it's there just because you think a thought it doesn't make it true and I had genuinely never considered that Hmm. before I was like oh I'm sort of just acting on these things probably a little bit impulsively more than I thought I thought you know I'm not saying I wasn't being thoughtful at all or I was always being careless or like mindless it's not what I mean but it was like really default and I was never like thinking about what I'm thinking about and whether I should act from that place or not because like I'm saying I want to act if I if I get to pick I want to be acting in my life like I'm valuable, like I matter. Yeah. I don't want to be acting like I don't matter and then that make a lot of my decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's that's really interesting. I'm 
you know, I'm legitimately listening to what you're saying and going, you didn't realize that your thought, like whatever your thought was, that you could decide whether that was something you agreed with or not. Right. That's very interesting because in our personal dynamic, yeah, you know, we have, because we think so differently, there are times where, you know, we'll have conflict, we'll have miscommunication because you'll bring something up and I'll, I'll immediately start looking for the holes, right? Yes. Because (laughs) naturally I'm super critical of my own thoughts. Yes. So any thought that pops into my head, I'm immediately shooting as many holes in it as I possibly can. You're like tearing it up. Yeah. Evaluating it. And so it's very strange. It's a very interesting dynamic when I treat your thought that you share with me in my head, I'm treating it with the utmost respect. Like I'm saying, I view your thought equal to my thought. So let's tear it apart together, you know, and it, <laughs> right. it doesn't go well. Right. Um, but it's just like that. I really am learning about you from hearing you say that. Like, yeah. And I go, whoa, I bet what you're describing is the default way that most people experience the world. And I'm realizing partly why I'm sure that I rub some people the wrong way mm-hmm. because I question their thoughts. And that's a scary place to and be that's when not you're something people not are doing it. regularly yes. for themselves. Yes. And, and honestly, yeah, this wow. is a, wow. It's that's like weird, we're right? having like a real, or I'm having a real moment right now. That's crazy to me. It's, it's wild. Huh? Yeah. I realized too, in this podcast setting, like it just makes me think about things a different way too. Like I'm sure, you know, I'm talking about it, but I'm also yeah. piecing it apart in a way I don't, Yeah, I usually do that stuff like inside of me. And I don't even, again, this is a great example of like thinking about what I'm thinking about. I'm even slowing down here and I'm like, Oh, what do I think yeah, about how that? How do I handle that? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's interesting. Yeah. I, I do want to mention though, I'm saying, you know, we're talking about, do we agree with your thoughts or feelings? Yes. And I was always asking that for my thoughts. But how I was handling the feelings was suppress, ignore, those are worthless, replace it with a thought, and then argue with the thought, right? Yeah, okay, Um, interesting. So I I don't want anyone to hear me being like, oh, I'm so awesome at this, because I'm, I'm not. It's just my natural wiring to take a thought and then go, agree, disagree, why? You know, and then if a feeling accidentally popped in, I was like, get that out of here. And and I'm I'm working on that now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm growing, you know, in learning how to feel. Yeah. But it's uh it is an insane amount of work. It really very hard. You watch me get very discouraged and frustrated and yeah. Going, wait, so I have to do this every day. Every day. Every day, guys. This is awful. (laughs) (laughs) So hard, but it's so good that it's like, I got to do it. It's the thing, right? It's the way you live on purpose. It's the way you live more connected to yourself. And it does suck because it does come with that, with the pain and with the frustration of the blind spot, right? I actually love that you brought that up because I I think a lot of people will either be more used to 
thought their thought life or they'll be more used to their feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a great invitation for us to just remember those two things kind of, they're both there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you do have authority ultimately over both of them. Um, We'll do a different episode on feelings, but I do want to say something really quick about feelings. They're meant to be a signpost. Um, feelings, they get a bad rap because they take over our moment. When a feeling comes in, especially a negative feeling, right? That's mostly what I'm talking about. Although this does apply to positive feelings too, we just like to feel those. So we don't think mm. about them being bad sure, in this way. Sure, it doesn't feel like it's taking over because it's good. Yeah, you want it. Nothing. You want it You to. don't call good things things that are taking over. Yeah, you don't. Right? Like, like this is consuming my day. Yeah, like yeah. you don't, <laughs> you want that if anything. Yeah. So, but negative stuff, you know, if you remember that it's a signpost to point you to something inside of you that you care about that might be being threatened or you might feel like it's not, you don't have enough of something you need. That's what feelings, that's what negative feelings are trying to get your attention. Mm. They're just a signpost that pops up right in your face and it's like, hey, hey, look here, there's something really important to you that you need. and we're just not used to living aware of that Um, or aware that feelings are made to be felt and we don't need to be as afraid of them or as resistant to them as our society kind of either subconsciously or blatantly like encourages us to be right. It's like, like hey, what's just been, blow through and do it. Yeah. Do like what's been thing. so sorry. No, do it. <laughs> I didn't realize you were keep going, but I'm not. <laughs> what's been so crazy for me is that like I've, I've had a practice of meditation and it's something that, you know, like four years ago was a lot more consistent, a lot more of a priority than it's been, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but in that time I would, I would allow thoughts to come and go right mm-hmm. again, because yep. that was the part that I'm strong with is the thoughts. Like I, I choose if I agree or disagree with them I practice letting them come and go and then realizing like, oh, like the, you know, the kind of meditation of just allow it to pass in the stream and just Watch go it. down the stream and then you're on to the next yep. thing. But the emotion part, mm-hmm. I'm having to learn that now, even though I'm like, well, I already know this stuff, yeah. but it was with thoughts and now I'm trying to relearn it with emotions. And it's, you know, because it's not my, it's not already like in alignment with what I'm naturally wired to do. And how you've experienced yourself sure. in your life. Too. Yes. What I've chosen yeah. to practice or, you know, chosen sometimes not realize I was choosing. Right. But, right. Um, you know, what I've practiced for, you know, decades and decades is, okay, the thought, we take that, we value it, we we handle it however right? right but the emotion it's like it's hard for me to feel it in the first place yeah and then i feel it and then i'm like well this is awful i don't want to be feeling this <laughs> this sucks right? why would anyone do this and yes, then i'm like exactly. okay but i can let the feeling wash over me yeah. and then pass in the stream it's just it's a very different experience and it's super hard for me yeah where the thought part 
you know, because I've done it and I think just for whatever temperamental reason, it's just easier for me. Um, so I, I'm only saying that because I think that there are going to be people listening that can resonate with one or the other, Yeah, you know, that go, Oh, I, I do, you know, I don't do it awesome, but I do do that a little bit with my feelings or I do do that a little bit with my thoughts, but with the opposite one, with the feeling, if I'm thought or thought, if I'm feeling I'm terrible at, or I don't even know where to start, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Starting matters, by the way. Um, and I think it was episode one we talked about awareness is a step all in itself. Yeah. Um, like letting yourself be a beginner is really important with this stuff, especially with thought work and with like observing your inner world, right? Which is really what this is, the being part of you, not just the doing part. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it is painful yeah. to be... I always have to ask you, but I think I'm 37, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. to be starting on doing this with my emotions, it's like, it's very painful to me yeah. to realize, wow, I feel so far behind where I quote unquote should be. Mm. I feel so far behind where I would, where I would want to be yeah. at doing something you know, that's like this important for life. And, um, it's, I I guess the best encouragement is that it's better to start now than five years from now or 10 years from now. Yeah. And you're talking about that. And I could say, I feel similarly about my emotional maturity Mm -hmm. because even though I'm more of a feelings person than a thought person, um, I, you know, doing this work has, really improved my ability to tell what I'm thinking and then what to do with it. Do I agree with it or not? You know, to act in that choice now. Yeah. Um, but it still takes daily practice. But even the feeling, the feeling part, I literally have to remind myself every time that to do that on purpose is what produces the maturity that I want. And to think of mm-hmm. myself at 38, like just recently practicing this level of being a mature adult which really just means I get to manage myself as a person in any situation more the way that I want to and I don't have to react as much I can tell when I'm getting defensive now I can tell when I'm like wanting to blow something off that I'm like this is actually important and I need to be in the discomfort like I can change things about how I'm showing up as me I think I think I feared in the very beginning like this was going to mean I couldn't be me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. going to lose all my personality. I'm not going to be fun anymore. Like yeah. maturity, like what? Like, <laughs> you know, but it's not don't you know, that's just part of you that's uncomfortable. There's a part of you that's like, you know what? I do freaking want to feel like an adult. I want to feel capable in my life. Yeah, I would love to be able to move through and accept myself in any emotion. I don't want avoiding emotions to be the reason I make most of my life decisions. I don't want to feel that way about life. And what it's done for you is not take away your, um, I want (laughs) to, I wanted to use the word impulsiveness. That's not what I mean necessarily. Do you mean like spontaneity? Thank you. Yeah. Cause I was like impulsive. That seems like a negative word. It's not the best, you know? Yeah. So it, 
Yeah. What, what actually maybe what I should say is it really has helped you to take away some of your impulsiveness. Yes. And instead to hang on to the spontaneity that was behind it. Yes. Right. And uh, so I know it's weird that I'm trying to use the word that I was going to use now in a negative way, but I, I think, right. Impulsive is a little more negative yeah, probably like it's, it's kind of maybe like childish or a little like juvenile. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't even mean maybe. it like that necessarily, but like you, it didn't make you from like pretty free spirited, pretty, you know, spontaneous. Yeah. It didn't to like now I'm all buttoned like up stoic. and like, mm, yeah, like I don't do anything, you know, yeah. Out of the ordinary or anything out of my rigid plan. Like yeah. it's not that at all. You guys right. like, I do right. want you to hear this. It actually gives me knowing what's going on in my inner thought life and deciding what I agree with and what I don't. And honestly, picking a better thought than the current thought that I'm thinking. If I decide my current thought isn't really getting me where I want to go, that stuff it gives me access to my spontaneity, to yeah. my free spiritedness yep. that I love so much about me. It gives me access to choose to proactively be that in ways that feel really, really like meaningful to me. I don't, I don't have to like wonder when I'm going to get the chance next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to get FOMO and then be like, oh no, I missed my chance to like really live it up or really like, like I get to pick now because I'm not avoiding things out of out of fear or out of belittling myself or diminishing myself that stuff does happen by the way still this is why we're trying to say daily <laughs> a lot sure. like yeah. with any of these practices they're daily but but at, when i act like i'm in charge of my thought or my feeling as difficult as it is in the moment and messy cuz it's it's usually messy but i can choose to stand there oh real quick i realized i didn't mention this but with the feeling it was helpful to me to learn it takes generally speaking it takes about 90 seconds to feel a feeling all the way through your body mm. so when i i just want to bring you to like the first step that i took when i was trying to get better at allowing myself to feel anxiety without just acting reacting mm -hmm. so i would just stand stand still and I would plant myself kind of like a tree. Like I felt like I was in preschool. I'm like, I need to bring my body along in this really simple way, this doable way. I was like, I can plant myself like a tree for two minutes. I can do anything for two minutes. And I would just let the anxiety be there. I would pray through it. Sometimes I didn't have words. I would just say, Jesus, 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 until, until it kind of made its way through. And then I would, you know, feel like I was... I was able to like move on from that, but it is truly bizarre. The feeling really does move through your body and it does dissipate. And that's not going to be true for everything. It's not going to be true every single time, but generally speaking, it is. And remembering that feelings are a signpost and they're meant to be seen and heard and understood. My anxiety was trying to tell me something that wasn't true. And I could have compassion for it. Like, I get that I'm anxious because I feel like I'm not valuable unless I'm doing something, but I don't believe that. So I want to act from, I am valuable, but I have to feel this feeling first. I don't know if that makes sense, you guys, but that's, there's an order to how to help yourself through these moments of either negative thinking or negative feelings because they usually go together. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a helpful way of thinking about it. And is there like if somebody's trying to think of some of these things to be present with their feeling, is there a is there like a term for that that someone could, you know, Google or watch a YouTube video or your face is telling me my face is saying maybe but that we don't I'm know thinking, about it or um I genuinely have really gotten a lot out of a podcast called the Life Coach School podcast okay. with Brooke Castillo. Um, I would super highly recommend starting from episode one. She actually begins to talk about thought work from the very first, like if you okay. listen to it more in order. Um, she she kind of breaks, and that will include some body sensation type stuff, or probably not the body sensation. Okay. She does. S- talk about that in some of the episodes but but her her podcast is mainly about the charge and the authority you have over your thoughts and the choices you have over your thoughts I like the way that she puts that body sensation wise I'm gonna be honest like I'm pretty newly getting into that Sure, sure um I will say there's a little there's a little like mindfulness um it's not straight up mindfulness so you can look up things about mindfulness but I don't know that all of that would be helpful, but that could be a helpful maybe place to start. Sure. I have a little card deck thing that I got from oh, yeah. I think Amazon. It's yeah. called stress less cards. And um, I think there was like an app at one point, but I don't know if they still have that for the phone, but that had really interesting little like sort of exercises you could do to sort of just take simple check-in with your body. Mm. And honestly, I'm going to say here, like, being physically still for even just a minute is very, very, very like it's weirdly helpful mm. in these um, for for something like this, okay. for trying to get if your day is just going out of control, you feel really chaotic, you feel like overwhelmed and like you don't know where to start. Start by just being still, whether it's standing or sitting, be physically still for a minute and just remind yourself. I'm allowed to pick this. I give myself permission to pick this. I choose what I do with my time, right? Think a better thought that will allow you to be there. Mm. And just being still actually gives you access to helping your brain kind of clear a little bit because if you keep rushing, it won't. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it's great. Really, do you agree with this thought? Do you agree with this feeling? That's really just another reminder of your authority as a person living your life, um, picking a better thought, not a perfect thought, man, just give yourself access to trying, you know? Yeah. And, and I will just jump in and say, when I hear the, you know, do you agree with this feeling because suppressing or ignoring was my approach for so long? Yeah. I'll just say, I don't, I heavily do not recommend that. Um, so if you're oh, going, so you do I don't agree? Re- recommend suppressing or ignoring. Yeah. Yes. So if you're <laughs> saying, do I agree yes. with the feeling? No. So I ignore it yeah, or whatever. That's not, that's not what this is. It's so if mainly, you're hearing do, it that way. Do you agree way, with this thought is really more what I want you to catch? Um, yeah, when no, you I'm question not, a feeling, no, this is good. Yeah. I'm this just saying, I'm not saying that I'm saying right. for somebody who is so committed to the 
the diminishment of feelings. Yeah. Yep. They would potentially hear this. Like I'm thinking me yeah. two years ago, yep. I'd listen to this and go, okay. Yeah. Feelings. <laughs> I just ignore that totally. Wholesale. I don't agree. Like, that's ever. garbage. Why would I do it? You know, yeah. I'm just saying for anybody who's hearing this, that approach, um, it, it really didn't help me. Yeah. It really, yeah. or I guess I'll say it really only helps you for a very small amount of time. And then that strategy just causes it's harm true. and harm and harm. And it's, it sucks you in a little cause it does help temporarily, Yes, it, yes. but it only does, it's, it's not really helping. It's just relieving the pressure. Something or yeah. a few somethings, right? It's why my anxiety, um, I was always doing stuff from it. Sure. And that was not the fix. It just yeah. kept my anxiety growing. Yeah. So I will say guys, like before you, before you decide whether you agree with a feeling, I would super strongly recommend feeling it and naming it. Hmm. Just feel it and name it and allow yourself to do that. And then later when you're sort of more clear headed about it, you can ask it like, what was that telling me? And then do I agree with that? Does that make sense? You guys, like if it's a signpost, it's pointing you to something underneath of it. So you're not really saying, do I agree with the feeling you're saying? Do I agree with the reason why it was there? But feeling it first is important. Feel yeah. it and name it. And I yeah. and I wasn't jumping in because I felt like you were missing something. Oh, no, I no. was just jumping yeah. in because I was picturing me from two years yeah. ago and going, I could have made it without ever yep. getting specifically told like, yes, this is going to hurt you in the long run. Yeah. You know, and I love and I wouldn't have I listened anyway, point. but. Sure. You know, try but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because that's a huge part of it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for joining us again. Um, we just love sharing with you and you getting to share this time with us. And yeah, more power to you as you just start dipping your toe into this thought work or getting deeper into it if you have been doing it. Um, so great work on living your life on purpose. And we'll see you next time. Bye.